Hello, my fellow planet prisoners. How's it going? Uh, this one's just going to be another rant on what's happening with the injected versus not injected. Uh, it's a danger zone out there. You know, people don't realize there's two types of blood now. One is infected with whatever this, you know, the mRNA stuff is doing to these people and the ones who didn't take it. And they're mixing all of that in the blood supply, the organ donations, and nobody cares that what's going to do to people. So there was a story about a newborn that was in the hospital that needed blood transfusion. The parents said no, they didn't want tainted blood. It had to be all unvaxxed. The hospital and the staff didn't care, and they did it without the parents' consent anyway. Gave them the tainted blood, and the baby died two weeks later. So I'm sure you probably already heard the story. So I think, you know, this is a cautionary tale. That baby died, you know, as tragic as it is, but it's also information to the world saying, look, there's two types of blood now, and it's the stuff that's, you know, got injected. If they're going to be mixing that supply, the blood donation supply, into everything, including people, they were initially denying the unvax to get organ transplants. They wanted to give it to vax people only. And guess what? All the vax people who took it, and had organ transplant or cornea transplant, whatever, they, their body is starting to reject it. Even though some of these transplants were like a long time ago, like 20 years ago, the eye cornea transplant that people had originally, and all of a sudden the body's now rejecting those transplants. So that means something has changed in the blood cell structure. It has changed the immunity, that binder that says, you know, when you get transplants, initially people are given like heavy dosage of dr drugs so the body wouldn't reject it. And those people that had it for a long time, obviously the body figured out how to keep it intact without treating it as something foreign to reject the uh, transplant. So when all these stories are coming out now, that means that there's something fundamentally being changed with these mRNA shots within the blood system and the immunity where it's treating the cells, especially the ones, you know, the had later in life rejection of their transplant. That means they're unbinding whatever the juice that body gives it to make it okay. And, you know, what else is it doing? If it's rearranging the cells and it's rejecting some of them now to treat it as a foreign cell and the body starts to attack it. So there's a whole rise of autoimmune disorders. People don't even recognize it. You know, like, hey, you know, you could have an autoimmune somewhere in the body that triggers it and have a whole host of symptoms that no one's going to recognize that it's the vaccine that did it or the kill shot. 
So you could have lung damage, you could have liver damage, you could have kidney damage, you could have all kinds of crazy diseases, inflammation in the body that's going to attack its own cells. That's pretty much what autoimmune diseases are, is that body starts to reject something, it inflames the body, and then it starts to attack itself and manifests itself in all kinds of weird diseases. So, you know, the, the idea of organ donation and blood donation and getting that mixed up, like when, if you need life-saving things, I mean, you're pretty much now at your own risk of what's going to happen to you if all that tainted stuff gets in your body somehow. So the hospital is now becoming a super dangerous place. It's, you know, people don't even want to know what the truth is. And as long as it's some system that's working for them, they're getting paid, they're getting paid well, and incentives by the government to keep doing what they're doing. And it doesn't matter who's going to be maimed, who's going to be injured, and who's going to die. Because... They're now just taking it upon themselves. Why would any nurse or doctor go against the parents' wishes to give blood without consent and then two weeks later have that baby die? They don't, did they even think, you know, that their actions would have caused that death directly? Were they going to be liable for murdering people? Likely not because nobody's taking any action to prosecute them as murder. They're just doing it because somebody along the chain told them that this is what they got to do. So this reminds me of that story because I keep hearing people, well, I was just following orders. I was following orders somehow. You don't need a law for that. You need a spirit, a spirit that God says, you know, those who are with his spirit are going to never do this kind of stuff. It's only the godless people will do this. And there's already a story in the Bible that describes the exact same scenario in Egypt when their pharaoh told to kill all the firstborn males uh, around Moses' time. And the midwives said no, they weren't going to kill. So they saved those Hebrew babies, and the male babies particularly, and the God said, you know, because they feared God. So the story in there that they did didn't want to harm the babies, not because of their own morality, but particularly the midwives said they did this because they feared God. So because they feared God, God gave them their own family and their own home, and they resisted what the government at that time, which was Pharaoh's, commands and mandates for all midwives to murder the firstborn males. So they resisted, they didn't go along with it, and in the end, they followed God, and God gave them blessings of their own. So all those doctors, all those nurses, anyone who followed along, the fundamental thing they got to have is fear of God. And if they don't have that, there's nothing stopping them, because the government is allowing it. So all these mandates, all these rules is just imagine as the Pharaoh, you know, pushing that out there, say, hey, go kill people. 
It's the same thing. Nothing has changed. The only difference is the ones who are resisting, the ones who said, no, I won't do this, the ones who got fired, the ones who quit their jobs, those are the resistors that God's going to bless because they didn't go along with the plan, the plan to murder people however they can because it's either through the shots, it's either through the tainted blood, it's either through health care that ongoing people need. There's probably, you know, like people that are suffering with cancer and other chronic diseases that you have no idea what's in these medications because everyone trusts the doctors, everyone trusted the hospitals, and guess what? You have no idea the crap that they're putting in your body with every drug. It's not just a vax. In every drug. So if every drug that they're putting these chemical cocktails in your body, you have no control over what the interaction synthetic drugs are going to do with organic body. You are made to be an organic living being. A machine, a biological machine. And when you monkey around with that, putting synthetic food and synthetic drugs and allowing experimental stuff to realign your mRNA or DNA artificially, because even a priest, or not a priest, I should say, a Christian pastor, a well-known one, that says, well, it's no big deal. Your DNA changes every single day from whatever you do in your environment. So, you know, changing your DNA or mRNA is not a big deal. It's just new technology. No, it's not. It's new technology for sure. But your DNA, your mRNA, yes, it changes daily from your environment, but it's a natural process. What they're doing, the difference is it's artificial process. It's man-made trying to monkey around with your genetics so they can figure out how to live long, like give themselves, you know, immortality. That's what it's all about. Everybody's being experimented on. Not just now. They just didn't know it. They've been experimented on since the beginning of drugs began. So part of it is that delusion that everybody's saying that we are giving you life-saving drugs. Here it is. You know, without this, you would die. That's the same kind of lie that Satan told Eve, you know. You can eat the, from the tree of fruit, uh, uh, good and evil, the tree of knowledge, and you won't die. So all this medication crap, you know, the drug companies that have made a gazillion dollars that they can actually threaten countries to give them whatever they want, even assets, military assets, money, they can give them land, property, whatever they want. They have so much money and power that who's going to make war against them now? No one can. Perhaps that's the beast, is all these pharmaceuticals that are in power with and drunk with money. And, and, you know, they have access to all the politicians in the world because all the laws get changed in their favor. They don't have to worry about getting civil suits because they have complete immunity. But no one really has immunity for murder. There is, these are criminal things. 
But when you buy off politicians with a zillion dollars that they already make every single day, and the government just keeps giving them whatever they want with no accountability, because even if you gave 1% of all these zillions of dollars back to the politician, they're still filthy rich. So no one's going to go against all that stuff. And in the end, no one knows what's in any of these drugs. How could anyone take a drug where somebody's manipulating a code on a computer where Fauci himself says he can do it within a couple hours now? Why? Why would you allow anyone to manipulate your body like that? You haven't suffered enough. You haven't suffered long chronic illnesses where you're trying to heal and trying to get out and be normal, that you just have to inject some more. I think those are the people that just don't know what it means to suffer, you know, where your body is not functioning the way it's supposed to. And you think all of these things are going to save you, but in, in the long run, it's just killing you. Okay, we were not meant to have a zillion vaccines as childhood and adults. Do you even know, like, all these childhood vaccines, a lot of kids have died. A lot of kids are injured. I'm one of those kids. You know, I've had serious life-threatening bleeding from everywhere. My eyes, my throat, my nose, everywhere. And I had to have blood transfusion as a kid because my parents weren't smart enough to figure out not to get those stupid vaccines. And so I suffered. And a lot of, you know, American people say, well, my kids have autism. Well, guess what? You probably gave them a bunch of stuff before their immunity was even strong enough to survive because the human body is very resilient. It's super, it's able to tolerate a lot, a lot of poisons, a lot of stuff, and still survive and make it. But sometimes, if it overwhelms you, it's going to kill you just as fast. There are life-saving drugs that have done a lot of good for a lot of people. You know, in Jesus' day, he healed so many sick and injured. There was a woman that was bleeding for 12 years. That means there was no medication for that person. There was no, you know, procedures that that woman could have gotten to to the doctors to be healed. She had to have supernatural healing at that time when Jesus was there to do that. And she just touched the robe and all she had was faith that he was going to heal her. And he did. He didn't even have to lay hands on her or anything. It was just by her believing that if she could just touch the robe, that she would be healed. And God said, you have much faith. So how come we don't have that faith today? Why don't we care about, you know, as believers? I mean, the godless are going to do what they want. So this is kind of what I have figured out. That we're living in a duality world where Satan and his minions have to build this world for them. Because they have no faith. They don't have a God. So they have to have technology to save them. They have to have institutionalized every department and every facet of life, from grocery stores to hospitals to building things, engineering things, 
to tech things to social social uh, platforms like Facebook and Meta now, and all these things that everybody's working on diligently. You know, that's what Satan, those are all the little arms, his tentacles that Satan has taken. He says, hey, Google, go build me a world map infrastructure where I can see everything, where everybody is at all times. Hey, Meta, go build a social platform where we can figure out where everybody is and what they're doing at all times. Hey, Amazon, go get your shipping infrastructure so we can get to everybody and design all the social engineering to get people to buy so they can have it comfortable and easy without even having to go outside their homes anymore. And hey, Apple, go build those personal tech devices that everybody loves, and they're awesome. I use them. And this way, they're locked into this electronic world where all things can only be done online now, what can only be done by a computer, and can only be getting streamlined with these mega, mega corporations. Each one of these corporations makes more money than most of the countries. So they are kings. All these people, Zuckerberg, Bezos, all these leaders, you know, the, of these major, major companies are really kings. So when kings decide what they need and what they want to make war against, they will do that. They will also make alliances, just like in the old days with physical kings and physical lands. All these new kings are making alliances all the time. They're choosing who they're going to be bowing down to and which orders they're going to take, where they can all implement it in unison. As we already discovered, the COVID stuff, that they're all in unison, they all knew what to do, they already had it all planned out, and they were able to execute it within two weeks. They were able to change everybody to get notification electronically. They were able to have labels changed everywhere. They were able to have protocols sent out everywhere so everybody was in the same page and all in unison and nobody was disobeying and if anybody did there were going to be issues they had the police lined up and all they knew what the police were going to do somehow they human beings cops that started to act like jailers with that experiment when they had two groups of people split up. One would act like a prisoner, the other would act like a jailer. It was all a mock experiment, but the jailers suddenly became, uh, you know, all acting in their role very well to start using all their authoritarian, made-up authoritarian, uh, you know, authority over the prisoners and they used it to the fullest extent where they were harming the prisoners and they were all actors. So they were harming their fellow groups of actors who just decided to play that role of prisoners and they took it as a real experiment and they took it too far where they were hurting them and they had to call it off because they were physically mistreating 
the so-called prisoners. So that's not all that different with, you know, what's what we see now, that all these cops taking their role very seriously to go after citizens, everyday citizens, that they would not have done so if everybody was not in unison and wasn't all that authoritarian rules being propagandized day in, day out through every level of government from top down and the media. So they all started to play their roles very well. The cops then turned on their own normal everyday citizens and body slammed them, you know, arrested them, beat them for not wearing masks, not following the orders, not going along with the plan, and execute, you know, uh, taking out those that got fired out of the buildings, you know, like immediate action. Everybody, those, there's a lot of people that suffered. And that isn't going to come out just yet because the majority is still ruling and they're still going along with the plan. So all the ones that are resisting, they have suffered. They have suffered a lot. And a lot of people died. Not only the ones that voluntarily took the vac or by force because their employer said so or whoever said so for them to take it in order to do something or because of traveling, whatever. So they made that decision. They didn't resist, and many of them paid for that. But now there's that other group, you know, that's like the prisoners right now that are being beaten down by their authoritarian leaders and corporations and hospitals and staff that has played the role of of prison guards against the unvac people who are now trying to carry on life and they're now playing the roles of prisoners. So the same thing that happened in the experiment where the authoritarian got out of control, the prison guard play-alongs, is the same thing that's happening now. Everything, the roles that they're playing, they have latched on to their role. So the hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, they if they didn't resist to begin with and they still have their job and they're still making money and they're giving a lot of incentives to do what they're doing. I'm sure they got paid double for COVID pay, you know, for being so-called frontline workers. Perhaps they even got huge bonuses for every patient that is diagnosed and treated for certain protocols. And the doctor certainly would be making a killing, you know, with bonuses and percentages, just like they were already doing for all the medications for Big Pharma. That's how Big Pharma made it big, because they incentivized the doctors. So even though we have laws against kickback, but they went around that, they bought them expensive dinners, they bought them all kinds of things, you know, in so-called conferences, and gave them bonuses and all kinds of stuff if they were to use their drugs, which, do you think the doctors know anything about all these pharmaceutical drugs that they had no part in creating or understanding any of that? They just read the stupid literature that's given to them 
that is no different than us reading that literature where you have, oh, it might have precautions for uh, heart inflammation. It might have precaution for aneurysm. It might have precautions for, you know, inflammation. All these, like, a 20 zillion health risk in these little brochures. That's what the doctor is reading, too. They might say, well, you have this, looks like this scenario, and they do their differential diagnosis based on whatever the computer tells them it is and their research. You know, like all these are databases that are specialized by different industry. So the medical industry also has its own database that it can do research, just like lawyers have their legal research databases that they use, like Westlaw, Nexus, and all that stuff. The medical also has its own database to do all these differential diagnoses. So they just, you know, plug in whatever the symptoms might be, whatever your blood test says, and then voila, you know, spit out a couple of those drugs, which are already, you know, put in by big pharma that if you have high blood pressure, these are the different drugs. It doesn't say, like, which ones to use, but there's only couple of big pharma major industries there's not like 10,000 of them there's only less than five or more where they have their own brand of drugs likely manufactured in the same place in the same factories and you got to realize even now the supplements the herbal supplements that people buy they're bought over all these companies are now are the same big pharma drug companies that own the brand for natural supplements. So it's made in the same factories and it's own has the same owner. So whatever we take now, it's all dangerous because you have no control. The natural medicine that people had knowledge of over centuries, you know, because they didn't have that big hospital system and the big, uh, be able to just go down and make an appointment. So a lot of it was natural herbal remedies that people have passed down from generation to generation, you know, based on plants, all biological treatment, because your cell is biology. If, you know, treated by plants and herbal stuff, that's also the same biology. So it's basically using, uh, plant blood because life is in the blood so plant blood versus human blood and it can interact with it to cure many of the diseases but all of that most of that knowledge is really gone and all our food is pretty much synthetic genetically modified food anyway so the stuff you know the way god made everything it's all healing so the sun is healing the water is healing the food the plants all the green plants are healing and everything in its natural form before it got tainted and poisoned like if you actually had real pure water before all of the chemical companies you know to make it industrialized water supply we don't even know because that alone like i don't think all these diseases would have existed you know, like people did have uh, medical problems as they, they and Jesus, because Jesus he healed a lot of them. 
But there are way more diseases and problems, chronic problems, than I think would have happened a while ago. So a lot of this new medicine, in, in a way, has helped us live longer and be better, you know, like to live through a lot of our uh, medical issues much better than, you know, it was in Jesus' day if they didn't have ER medicine. So, you know, getting surgery on demand, it's a big improvement because you don't have to die if you got a broken leg or you got a ruptured, you know, spleen or any of those things that are could happen to you. So for that, you know, you we do have a fantastic medical system that does all these uh, healing, but you know, it's a cost to it. It's not like you're healing naturally. It's, you know, that they're figuring out how to heal your bones back together, how to do organ transplant, which is now a huge, ugly black market industry. China is like killing their own people just to harvest organs. And people are now wanting to farm people. You know, the, the evildoers have already thought of ideas to farm people to get future body parts, future organs. And, you know, like, they use those ideas in, like, saying clones. Clones would be great if we could do this, and then we can get the organs that we need, blah, blah, blah. So as technology is changing very rapidly, the more access they have at their fingertips to manipulate their environment, manipulate people, and manipulate pretty much whatever they can think of, then, oh my God, you know, they are going to be creating these horrible things that are going to come upon us where it's all going to land in a few people, ultimately Satan himself, who's going to force people to take the mark of the beast, to be in his system. The system that they're creating and you're watching right now is big pharma, big medicine, big tech, big government, and consolidated services in the hands of few. So I was watching that video where they're trying to do a linear city in Saudi Arabia called the A-Line, where pretty much within a couple of miles, end-to-end, they can get through uh, public transportation within 20 minutes, or a car in 20 minutes. So everything is linear, and it's like like high-rises, but it's all one continuous horizontal high-rise for miles. And all the services are in zones, so that where they're saying that everybody has access to get whatever they need, all their shopping, their workplace, and fun within just five-minute walking. And all of that whole system is going to be controlled by an AI. Oh, my God. So you no longer, the more this technology keeps growing and growing and growing, where they can use, you know, they want to use AIs to control everything. And once they have access to do that, so they have like different AIs running different programs and different monitoring and whatever they want, that would be security too. Okay, don't forget that. Everything, the whole purpose of Mark of the Beast is not only to worship 
but to control who has access to what. So the AI is going to be able to know that. It's going to know what people are doing at all times. And if they cross that boundary, they can be instantly killed for it. You know, as what they already starting to put up right now in Israel, along the border, they have an AI system with guns to take care of people if they get out of line. So all of this stuff that's being developed as we speak, it's all going to put us in a big, giant prison. It already has, where people think that they can get out of this and somehow be become normal again. No, it's over. That That's over. They're, what they're doing is they're trying to put in the infrastructure where everybody is in unison and in agreement what they want to do with planet Earth as their home, not our home, but their home. It's like, they're like, all right, I got myself a huge freaking yacht, and I have a huge staff to run that yacht, but it's my yacht, okay? It's it's the city on a boat, and all the people thinking they're having a good time on this boat, but, hey, the Titanic sunk, you know? It didn't watch out for the dangers. So it's no different. So every, the whole, these little minions, you know, the ten kings that ultimately going to rule the world are going to, they're treating this planet as their planet. And we're just passengers. So they can do whatever they want. That means they design the infrastructure. They design what services are going to be given and who gets them. They're going to be designing what you wear, what you eat, and how you live and how you move and travel, which has all been very visible since 2020. That's exactly what they're doing. So they have to put all of this in digital format because everything is artificial. Everything is going to be one big Skynet where they're going to be able to control all things, see all people at all times, and with the aid of AI is the AI that's going to be giving them, you know, all the information in condensed formats for these megalomaniacs and ultimately Satan to know what's happening and control everything. And that's the system people are going to want to join. They like it. They, if they're waiting outside in line to get concert tickets a mile long or a new iPhone that comes out, and they're all waiting and waiting and like clapping. So imagine this smart city that's going to look pretty awesome at first. It's going to be high tech. It's going to service all their needs. It's going to give them a fantastic place to live. You know, Jesus says, I will build a place for you. I have many mansions in my father's house. I will prepare a place for you. Guess what? So is Satan. Satan's doing the same thing. He's preparing a place for his little minions and all his people that take the mark. He's preparing a world for them. And because they're godless, that's the duality system that we live in. That's why they're going along with Satan and his plans and ultimately wanting to create that artificial garden of Eden for themselves while we, the biological children of God, are rejecting that. We're rejecting the artificial created things that Satan's building and we're saying, nope, you know, I'm going to wait for God to replenish the earth 
and create the new Garden of Eden that once was lost. The new heaven, the new earth, eternal body with him, and eternal life with him. That's what we're waiting for. So this duality of two kinds of people, the wheat and the tares, the Satanists and the godly faithful, you know, that's what we're seeing happening. So the godless people are going to continue on their path. There isn't any hope for them because that's what they want. They want that earthly utopia that's going to bring them where they don't have to think for themselves any longer. Their God is what the state does for them, what their leaders do for them, and what their institutions do for them, and all the stuff that's packaged and delivered to them. They don't want an organic life any longer. They don't want to be connected to land. They don't want to have to figure out what's wrong with them. They want the AI to tell them, oh, your blood pressure is high today. Slow down. Oh, you have high blood sugar. Eat this. Oh, this is not good for you. It's going to make you fat. Don't eat that. You know, and all of these things that your body monitors you know, right now, externally, whenever you go see a doctor, they do all these vital signs. Well, the AI, once they implant this thing inside of them, it's going to tell them in real time, you know, what their body's doing at all times, what their brain activity's doing. And eventually, they can come up with pretty, you know, fantastic things to be able to see in their mind at all times. I think that's where, why God has rejected the people who take the mark, because they're no longer going to be human. They're going to be part of the beast, an integrated part of the beast, where they're going to align their soul and their spirit and their thoughts with the beast, where all the saints are still waiting for Jesus to return. So we're going to keep on suffering. We're going to have problems now going to our doctor's, we're going to have problems getting jobs. We're going to have problems where to live. We're going to have problems even shopping. The more the system keeps developing and developing, we don't have to wait till the very end to say, well, you took the mark and we're going to be denied you know, power to buy and sell. It's slowly already creeping in right now. Okay, Even though we're not in that end times, the end time, not, I mean, we are in an end time, but not the mark time, just yet, because everybody's still able to do what they're doing, still make a choice, they still have that free will, we're still shopping. So we're not in it just yet, but they're already building that infrastructure, denying people who didn't go along with the plan. They weren't allowed, without the vaccine passport, you weren't allowed to travel. There's still restrictions on traveling. You still can't get jobs, because all the government... You know, if you look in your local government, you have to be vaccinated to take any government job. And the number one employer in the world is the government, the U.S. government, along with Walmart. Walmart and the government are the top two employers for majority of the people in the United States. So if they make rules for themselves that you have to be vaccinated before you work for them, guess what? It harms you know, more than 50% of the people living here. So either they have to comply 
or they're going to be waiting on God to survive. So that's already happening right now where people are getting denied of medical treatment for a long time. You know, the chronically ill weren't able to get their treatment. I don't even think they're still getting that. As long as there's money to be made in any one of these things, and I'm beginning to think that a lot of these medical treatments that people have been told are false positives, and they were given unnecessary surgeries and unnecessary medical treatment because nobody could question it. Nobody could go against whatever the test results they were given. So unless, you know, you were really sick and that they were able to figure it out if you ended up having a good doctor. But nowadays, how are you going to know if they just do any routine test and they say, well, you have cancer, so we're going to, you know, put you on chemotherapy. Or you have this tumor growing, so let's just take it out and give you this, you know, or you have this virus and let's just fix you with this because that's what their tests told them. So you have no way to know, you know, like if this is like your body would have resolved itself or did they capture something just at that moment where they said, oh, it's a positive and let's just start doing medical treatment. So I think a lot of that's going on right now but people aren't really aware that that's happening to them. But once you start to wake up and you start questioning all these things, then you know you have much more critical thinking. So you can at least make that choice as things happen to you. You know, like, oh no, I don't, I don't trust it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to get second, third, fourth. However, you know, many opinions you need to be able to get it right. But. It all comes down to trusting them as gods because that's what they're making themselves out to be. They're making themselves into the worldly gods. I mean, we don't really think about all the stories that happened in the past about these, you know, like the stories have been written about Greek gods and all these other... I think they're actually all true. I think all these uh, religious figures of the past that's shown up in different cultures. I think the stories are probably true because they were all fallen angels that appeared themselves to be gods to men and probably had some superpowers to do a lot of crazy stuff where people started following them and worshiping them as gods. So I'm you know, wondering if all of that is going to somehow manifest itself again where even though right now they're using technology to make themselves into gods, but eventually would they reappear, you know, possessed by all the demons and fallen angels, will they suddenly start acting and telling you that they're gods, you know, that they can do all these miracles and signs and wonders, not just with technology, but crazy things, you know, that would appear to be magic, when it's, it's not, you know, it's power of demonic powers and fallen angel powers. This is what Jesus came to warn us about. This is what he's saving us from, okay? It's not just like you being a religious person saying, you know, I love God and I'm, you know, for all for Jesus. It's not a religious thing. He actually came to save us from the pit of hell that we're all in. We're in a planet prison. We're all prisoners. So all the ones that are awake anyway, the ones that are asleep, you know, they're going to keep doing what they want to do. 
but the whole goal is to wake up people to Jesus and say, look, he's offering you the ark. He's giving you what he gave Noah and his family. Out of all the corrupt DNA of you know mixing with angels' DNA with humans, and all life was corrupted. Not just you know a few little humans on earth at the time, but God said all life was corrupted, meaning plants and animals where everything had to die except for Noah and his family and the people that, you know, the animals that he brought on, on board. And then life from plants regenerated from new seeds. So all the stuff that God had to do to restart humanity back then because of corruption and evil, it's getting, it's all the same now. You know, like the whole idea of Jesus coming down and dying for us and taking us with him. He became the living ark. No longer did you need a boat for 40 days and 40 nights to survive the disaster. This time, it's a spiritual disaster that's coming where Satan is going to take many with him and he's going to offer them this false lie that the world that he's building will be for them so they can do whatever they want, they can be whoever they want, and they can live the life whatever they want, so long as they give allegiance to him, you know, he will promise them this utopia, this fake synthetic Garden of Eden. While Jesus is saying, I am snatching you away from all of this. I'm snatching you away from Satan. Okay, Satan can't offer anything. You're just offering you worldly things, just like he offered Jesus, you know, before in the uh, in the desert for 40 days after fasting. What did he offer? I said, I will offer you all the kingdom. It's all yours if you follow me. Jesus said, no. And he rejected, he resisted. And for that, you know, he inherited the universe, and we get to go along with him. So all we, all we have to do is say, look, you know, I believe in you. I put my trust in you, God. I don't want to put my trust in hopes of a life of whatever riches that Satan can offer us, temporary, right? It's all going to burn up. And I follow you, which takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of faith, right? Because you have all your life being bombarded with satanic stuff day in, day out, nonstop. You are truly are a sheep that's, you know, out there in the field to be slaughtered every single day by everything. And then Jesus is the one that's putting that hedge around you, that's giving you the protection to not be slaughtered. You don't even recognize that. But I, you know, I, I can tell you from my own experiences, God puts a hedge around all his people. Because without that hedge, you wouldn't last long. It wouldn't even last a day. I think it'd just be over. Because it's like, you know, one of those super bad horror movies where, like, they're, you know, super monsters chasing you and you're just running and running and running. And then you just snatch that door at the last second and the mouth and the hands are, like, trying to grab you, you know, just in the nick of time where you were able to close it, that door. That's what's happening reality spiritually what's happening to us 
It's like that. So it's like that hedge, that spiritual protection that God has given us to not be eaten up by these monsters on a daily basis. So ultimately, we're all going to die, but that's okay because we're just experiencing what God has told us all along. He's giving us a testimony about himself, about what he's done, and we're that witness. We're the witness to everything about him. You know, what we acknowledge, what we believe, and how we worked, all our gifts and abilities, and, you know, even the bad stuff that happens to us, it's all a testimony to God. And he lets us experience that because ultimately when we go through all this stuff, there's that other side that we're waiting for. We're waiting for that moment when we're done. We're done playing games with Satan. We can finally rest and be with God in his kingdom, in his perfection. And since he built us you know, a place for us in his mansions, I doubt it's going to be a A-line city that you can only inhabit one end to the other and within 20 minutes and only have access to within five-minute walk. I don't think that's going to be ours. I think the whole universe is planned for us. I believe everything that you can see in the sky is suddenly going to become life all over the place. And we're going to be given so much space and ability to get there, obviously, because right now we need can only think about spaceships to get us like super huge distances, and we'll never get there in this world. But once God has you know renewed the whole universe and the earth and everything in between, then it's going to be a fantastic place. We're going to have lots of room to discover till the ends of the universe and will be filled with life. So, you know, I'm excited to wait for that to happen. I didn't mean to rant this long, but I just feel like all this crap, we get caught up in it. It is a dangerous place. I think I have to go back to the original thought that I started with, that the blood supply and the medical system is all tainted and you are at your own risk. And you got to have faith in God to carry you through because the more you rely on the medical system for your life, the less likely you're going to have it. But the more you rely on God to give you wisdom as you need it to cure whatever problems that you might have, and you probably will suffer. I mean, I can't say that if my tooth does, you know, aching and agony that I'm not going to go to the dentist. I am going to go to the dentist because I can't take it. And similarly, if you're going to have, you know, life-threatening thing, you are going to go to the doctor and hopefully pray for the best. But for everything in between, I got to try harder to recognize what God's power is and not use Satan power. And that's a battle that, you know, I and you are going to be struggling with every single day. Which power are we going to rely on? Satan's power or God's power? And I think that's the spiritual battle that we go through all the time. Anyway, I probably talked a really super long time, so thanks for listening. <laughs>